Oh, girl. This is Miyoshi Walker, and you're listening to the Girl Good Grief podcast, where we share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. Girl Good Grief is about me defining how you don't have to settle in your sorrow, your pain, or your grief. My message is not limited to a gender, a socioeconomic boundary, or one thing or one person. Girl Good Grief is the euphemism of good God. And we can learn to navigate the challenges of grief by trusting God every step of the way. So why don't you join me on this journey as I share my real life stories of how I navigated through difficulties, learning how to cope with grief and how I allow God to transform me into a brave woman of faith. By doing this, I begin to think different, live different, speak different, believe different and totally trusting him along the way. We believe grief come in all forms of life, but you don't have to navigate them alone. You can be inspired to shift your mindset to trusting God through the process of grief, no matter what that look like. On this podcast, this is where we're trusting God through the process. Welcome back. And today's episode is a continuation of last week's title, Working Through the Layers of Grief. But today we're going to talk about preparing for the first. We will discuss points to get through the first holidays, first birthdays, and occasions. Let's get started. So today's podcast is discussing preparing the, for the first, and it's going to be, you know, points on how we can navigate and be able to get through our first with the holidays coming up and, you know, whether it's occasions or their birthdays or anything like that, just preparing for the first. And so the scripture that I'm going to share is Isaiah 30 and 15, and it says in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And so what that is saying to me is that in the quietness of God, and if we get in his presence and be quiet and meditate on his word and meditate on what he has given us in his word with confidence in him, he's going to be our strength. And so God's word is a truly, truly, truly a healing bomb that has been, you know, shattered when grief and heartache come. So if we can refer to God's word and or in prayer and commune with him when we're going through, we know that in confidence that he shall be our strength because Isaiah 30 and 15 states that. So, you know, the saying or the phrase that says time heals all wounds. Maybe it does, but sometimes it can seem like it is like eternity. So, you know, time definitely teaches us how to live life without our loved one, but it does not heal the gaping hole that it has left. So, you know, sometimes that heartache doesn't feel like it's strong enough word to describe a loss, but oftentimes we feel as though our bodies are splitting into a million pieces because we're just trying to gather our thoughts and our feelings and trying to, you know, make sense of it and become whole again. And so when I think about those first, 
you know, you know, we can become saddened, we can become frustrated, mad, angry, and just not knowing how to deal with that. But, you know, actuality, we all know that death happens and it's going to happen to all of us. But sometimes it happens sooner than expected. But no matter what, no matter how prepared or unprepared we feel, we're all going to lose a loved one or we're going to die at some time, you know, in our lives. So the feeling of heartbreak can be so unmanageable sometimes, you know, especially, you know, with these first of coming up, if you're just, you know, losing a loved one and the holidays are approaching or they birthday have come and, you know, you're trying to, you know, um, navigate through those feelings of that loss of that loved person, of that loved one, I'm sorry. And so for me, you know, the first uh, with you know, me dealing with my grief of my daughter that passed away in July, you know, I had to definitely, you know, put some things in perspective. But, you know, I still have days where I probably am more emotional than most. But however, you know, God definitely gets me through, you know, I might have my moment. But, you know, I didn't know how to actually feel uh, with her birthday being October October 24th, you know, it, it was coming up and she always was excited about her birthday. And so, you know, that that day leading up to her birthday, you know, I was saddened one because I know she wasn't here. And two, I, you know, was thinking of ways of how can I celebrate her and how can I make her memory and, you know, her energy, you know, still stay alive. And so, you know, we decided to just do a memorial this year because we felt like, you know, the the emotion was still raw and the grief is, you know, still fresh. But however, we wanted to remember and honor our daughter, you know, in her pain, I mean, in her death um, through our pain. And so that was the first for that. And so, you know, sometimes it can take years after an event or a death of someone where the, the wound can still be as fresh as it just happened. So, um, you know, just going through that process of the first birthday, you know, that was difficult for, um, myself and my family to, you know, know that, you know, my Sharday wasn't here in order to celebrate her birthday in the way that she usually does. But I'm sure in heaven, she had a blast. She had a blast. So let's talk about how, you know, sometimes unexpected death can create a wound that no amount of love can, um, that can heal because her death definitely was unexpected. And as I stated before, you know, um, I don't think any type of death can prepare us in any kind of way, whether it's unexpected, expected, or however, tragically, but that's definitely not minimizing other deaths, uh, because the pain is still there no matter what, you know, but unexpected death, it creates a wound that no amount of love, you know, can, feel like it can heal. So, you know, during those moments and times, you know, it's okay to think that, you know, things will never be the same without the person that we lost because it most likely it won't be. But, you know, knowing that the the world lost a beautiful soul and they won't be upon the earth again or 
just me thinking about the impact that my daughter made upon those that she the past that she has crossed. You know, it, it gives me a sense of peace. But at the same time, her presence is definitely missed, you know, of, of those moments of being able to share, you know, these firsts that is that's coming up and approaching, you know, the holidays that, you know, my daughter definitely loved family. And, you know, just to be in, in the moment of, you know, knowing that, you know, the things that's usually said or shared or the, the traditions that my husband and I have, you know, started with our children and, you know, where that she's going to be that missing link or that missing piece of the puzzle. But however, you know, we we have to be able to cope with it, but not to forget her in the memory. So let's dig in discussing, you know, ways to prepare for the first. So the first phase or term that come to mind um, where the preparing for the first come from is from my dad, Mark. He told me, you know, we were um, planning to do a family vacation. However, it was the first one to that we went on without Charday, but we went to like you know, get our thoughts together, spend time as a family and collectively come together. And then, you know, so that was our first vacation without her. And so that uh, phrase definitely stuck with me because I didn't think about, you know, how will I prepare for the first or about the first, you know, occasions that will happen or the first holidays or vacations or the birthday or the holidays. So it definitely put it in perspective for me to begin praying um, ahead of that. And so, um, thanks that. So let's talk about how we can cope with that. So I'm sure that, you know, the emotions will come in waves, you know, during this, this time, because, you know, we're already dealing with grief and, you know, perhaps it's just the memories and just knowing our loved one would not be present, you know, during those occasions or the holidays. So during the holidays, you know, it can become overwhelming. And, um, I'm going to speak on just, you know, last week, you know, I just was, having this wave of emotions and not knowing why I felt that way. But one, because around her death date, my daughter's death date, you know, I feel some type of way, but I pressed through and, you know, God allowed me to make it through. But however, you know, I know that the holidays are approaching us. So I've just feel like I've been a little more sensitive this week. I've been, you know, emotionally crying and, you know, thinking of uh, my daughter often, you know, more often you know, um, and so a wave of emotions have been coming. So, you know, the holidays can be overwhelming. So, you know, because we're prepping for the holidays, we're, you know, decor, music or family gatherings or these things that are meant to bring us joy can also serve as painful reminders sometimes, you know, during the loss. So I'm sure like most of us whom lost loved ones, the holiday season can be, you know, painful, you know, during this time of our grief. And, and so I just want to discuss five points that, you know, can possibly assist that I had to, you know, navigate through, through that first time of, you know, taking that family vacation. So, you know, the first one I want to discuss is to be patient in the process. So there is no quick fix solution Grief is definitely a process and it it takes a length of time that it can last, you know, depending on 
who it is or, you know, it has many factors in it. So, you know, such as, you know, the type of grief that the person is walking through. So there is, you know, no quick fix. So, you know, just be patient in the process of that, you know, knowing that, you know, you will make it through and, you know, you will get through that occasion or that time, you know, with trusting the process of knowing that, you know, if I just do the work of, you know, um, handling my emotions, whether it's talking to God or, you know, going to that pastor or to that therapist or to that counselor or to that good friend that you trust, that you will make it through. And, you know, some may be impatient with it, you know, may be impatient with, you know, God and themselves in the process, you know, wanting to simply, you know, for it to be over or done with, you know, but with this trial of grief, you know, that we're experiencing, you know, it's not a quick fix and it's not a, um, a, a quick solution to it. You know, you have to just go through it day by day, you know, but with God, we can ultimately, you know, cast our care on him because he care more about, you know, about us, our feelings, our personal growth, our intimacy with him, than you know, just checking off a list of, you know, I'm over this and with my emotions. So, you know, spend that time intimately with God. And, you know, when you become, you know, um, dependent on him for your pain, handling your pain in the process of getting through the grief, you know, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, that doesn't make or not saying that it's going to be over soon, but it it helps with being able to navigate it and, you know, to allow him to heal you properly the way that you need to be healed. Because in Luke 4 and 18, it says he has sent Jesus to heal the brokenhearted. And so, if he sent him to heal, you know, we need to trust him. We need to trust in him during that time. And so when we become impatient with the process, you know, we, we have to fix our eyes back on Christ and his word. We must rest in him knowing that his grace is always enough and that it's his power that is made in our weakness. So when we're weak, you know, it's his power that carries us through. And we need to know that his grace is always enough because we need to, you know, continue to keep our eyes on Christ, you know, through the process and and trust him through the process, you know, because, you know, it says that. Um, In Psalm 119 and 50, it says, this is my comfort in my affliction that your word has revived me. So if we spend time in his word, you know, his word will revive us at our point of need when we need it. So we need to know that it's in his power that in our weakness that, you know, um, that we are whole in him, in our weakness with his power. So the second thing is, the second point is, you know, set healthy boundaries. You know, we certainly don't have to force ourselves to face, you know, holiday events or the traditions. You know, if if attending brings, you know, painful memories the first year, it's okay to say no or it's okay to not participate. You know, you know, we can't please everyone. You just you have to do what's best for you, you know, set those healthy boundaries, do it your way in the way that you need to do it in order to heal. You know, it might be overwhelming for that first year for, you know, for you to attend that event or that holiday gathering or, you know, to celebrate their birthday. So you you just need to know that to set those healthy boundaries and do it your way and not be forced to do something that you can make it through, you know, if 
if you need someone there with you, if you don't want to attend the family gathering or participate the first year, you know, have someone there that you can trust that would just sit with you or just talk with you or maybe take a walk or, you know, do start a new tradition. So you need to make sure you set those healthy boundaries for yourself in order to be able to get through that that first year of and it's OK to say no. And it's OK to, you know, have your emotions the way you need to it until you heal from them. And so set those healthy boundaries. The third thing is allow yourself to feel your range of emotions. You know, that's one thing that come to mind when, you know, um, when I was dealing with the death of my daughter, um, I was told to make sure that I use my words and to face my emotions. So, you know, the holidays can bring a, a wide range of emotions. You know, it can have some of us feeling, you know, guilty or it can bring us joy or sadness or all within a few minutes, you know, we can have those a range of emotions, but allow yourself to feel those emotions without judging yourself or thinking you should be happy or thinking you shouldn't laugh, you know, because I can speak of, you know, how I felt guilty of, you know, the month after, you know, my daughter passed, we took the family vacation and, thinking that, you know, how can I, you know, go on a vacation and I'm, you know, in this pain. And the first thing God said to me was, you know, your daughter is whole and, and, and she's happy with me, but you do what she would want you to do. So it's okay to do that. And so we need to remember that even, you know, with allowing ourselves to feel this reign of emotions that, the, the scripture in Psalms 145 and 8, it says the Lord is gracious and full of compassion. And so we need to just trust him, you know, and know that he is gracious and he's full of compassion that he can, you know, give us during our time of need when we're going through those reins of emotion. And it's OK that you're going through that reign of emotions because we're human and we never know what would trigger those emotions, you know, you know. Psalms 119 and 14 says, you are my hiding place and my shield. My hope is in your word. So we need to know that, you know, our hiding place when we're going through these reins of emotions can be our shield and, and our hope is in his word because with, you know, trusting him in his word and God at his word, that knowing that no matter where we are, in our grieving stage that he will get us through and that he will see us through and he will give us the comfort and peace that we do desire and that we can, you know, make it through to to the next day or the next moment, you know, with trusting him. And so that leads us to the fourth thing, you know, we, we ask for help, need to ask for help. So the holidays are special, you know, those, those, the holidays are special because those are moments that you're spending with family and friends and loved ones and you're creating memories. And so for that first holiday occasion or that first birthday occasion, it can be very dip- difficult, as I stated. So don't be afraid to ask for help when you're struggling in those moments. You know, it's many times that I had to, to call on someone that I could trust after, you know, maybe, you know, having an emotional breakdown or just praying or just needing to just hear the, you know, some words, you know, or calling my husband saying, you know, I'm feeling this way. So it's okay to ask for help, you know, and, you know, sometimes we need to remind our loved ones that we're just having a rough time at this moment. And that just may be enough to say, you know, but, you know, reach out and ask for more support if needed, you know, um, 
and and let them know that you know I need help to get through this. You know, it's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you, you know, a weak person or you know a person that it lacks in faith, but it definitely, you know, sets the tone of knowing that we are human, you know, we're asking for help. You know, we can, we, we can pray, trust and lean on God. And at the same time, we need that in the physical as well. Although God can give us the peace and comfort, you know, sometime in the physical and the flesh, you know, we need, you know, uh, certain things de- depending on the person. So ask for help if you definitely need it. You know, and then the fifth thing is maybe create. And the fifth thing is creating those new traditions. And it's okay to do this because this is your pain, your loss, and it's okay. Don't be afraid to create new traditions the first year. You know, get creative. You can also, you know, alter old traditions and make them fit better, you know, with the new fight phase in your life, you know, so maybe you want to honor their memory or find a way to um, memorize or memorialize the the per- person that you lost, you know, perhaps, you know, this can serve as a tangible reminder that, you know, the loved one has died and that the love never died. But, you know, um, ways that you can do that, maybe perhaps light a candle every night or, you know, eat their favorite food or, you know, those are a few examples that maybe you can do to start your own tradition or just, you know, just to help you feel a little better. You know, I'm not saying those ways work, but however, you know, it's okay that you to create new traditions. You know, this is your pain again. This is your loss. So how you need to cope with it and how you need to overcome it and deal with it or navigate through the pain to, you know, begin to heal a little, you know, create new traditions, you know, take your time to mourn the person, you know, have gone, you know, they left, you know, so this is essential to a recovering. So we can choose to move into the light of our loved ones, you know, that they left behind, or we can live a, a life that they will be proud of, you know, we can tell the truth, we can show up for our family and friends authentically, we can definitely f- fulfill our obligations, we can, you know, smile at strangers, we can be kind to others, you know, these are ways that, you know, we that can, you know, help us process through those first, you know, whatever that is, or whatever that look like for you, because, you know, when we're grieving, you know, it's important what we say to ourselves more than what we say to others, you know, what we say to ourselves between the sobs, that's, that's important. Or, you know, when we have those questions, when we feel empty or overwhelming, or when that anger is getting a foothold on our heart, or we just don't know how to, you know, come out of the grief. But, you know, when the grief is intense, you know, we need to take some time and just, you know, um, Think of ways that can help us move towards our healing and, you know, and we need to press through, you know, just knowing that we can trust God with this. Say that again with me. I can trust God with this. So with trusting God with that, you know, that implicate that, you know, peace can come because we're trusting him through the process and we can trust him with our thoughts and emotions because he already know, you know, we know that we can trust God to heal our heart. We can trust God to fill our emptiness. We can trust God to restore our joy in our life. We can trust God to speak through us through his word. We can trust God in his timing of the loved one's death. 
We can trust him, you know, with the unknowns of our future. And we can definitely trust God with our unanswered questions with faith until until it comes reality and and becomes sight. So we know we need to know that we can trust God, you know, that he will work together for our good and for the good of others and that, you know, he will be there for us. You know, we could trust God through that process. So, you know, even times when we're unsure, you know, that. We don't know what to do. We need to definitely make sure that, you know, we need to, you know, speak our thoughts, use our words and know that, you know, God is there with us no matter what, because even God, you know, he had to go through, you know, a mourning phase of when he lost Lazarus. So, you know, he was close to him. So we need to know that he knows our emotions when we're speaking to him. He knows when we are, you know, challenged and, you know, don't know what to say. And so we need to believe that he can help us through all of our first, no matter what we go through. He can help us through our grief. He can help us through, you know, that heartbreak. He can help us through anything that we have been through. So we need to know that we need to listen to God in everything that we do, because, you know, he has experienced it. And he knows our hearts. He knows what our thoughts are. He knows what we are feeling. So we need to trust him with our feelings. You know, we need to know that no matter what we go through, that when we pray to God, that, you know, we're able to be able to have that peace. We, we're, we're able to understand some things that we don't understand. And when those tears come or in the midst of the tears, you know, know that he is comforting us and that he will send the comforter because we can trust God with this. And we can trust God to keep us safe and that we know that we can trust him with remembering those five words. I can trust God with this. So you can add what you can trust God with this after whatever that is after I can trust God with this. You can do that so we can trust him through the first. So we need to know that just we can embody everything that we miss dearly about our loved one on a daily basis. And about that person. But it I believe it's up to us to carry those memories and those traditions, you know, when we come or approach those first. So let's not focus on so much what could have been, but let's focus on the present by taking in moments and those first and creating wonderful memories. And let's remember that loved one and that person. And of course, we will miss them dearly, but let's remember how they will want us to live and live a, a life worth living. So let's know that no matter what, remember those five words when it gets difficult. I can trust God with this. And as I stated, whatever that is that you can trust God with, you know, have it in and say it in that moment of knowing that you can trust him with that thing and knowing that you can trust him through the process and knowing that, you know, that is not one sorrow that God does not know about. Because in Nehemiah 8 and 10, it said, do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is our strength. He's our strength during this time when we feel like we can't make it through. So trust him through the process and and say those words to you, to yourself, when you feel like you can't make it through your first that I can trust God with and you end it with what you need to trust God with. And just know that in these first moments that we can remember how we will want our uh, loved ones 
how they will want us to live our life and live live it worthy. So till next time, many blessings. Thank you for listening. And for additional information, you can find the Girl Good Grief community on Facebook. I will leave the link in the show notes. Or you can reach us by girlgoodgriefpodcast at gmail.com. And please like our Facebook page, Girl Good Grief. And make sure that you share, download, and leave a review on Girl Good Grief listening platforms. Have a good rest of the week. Many blessings.